Ford. They're going to snap it. McSorley with three seconds left. Drops back to throw. Steps up. Being chased. Hit. Sacked. At the 45-yard line. A fitting end to this week one loss for the Cardinals. 44-21 Kansas City, and it felt a lot worse than that. Dave Pash on the final call yesterday. You heard the final score, 23-point blowout win for the Chiefs. That did feel worse than that. Here to talk about it with us from the Cardinals Radio Network, Kyle Vandenbosch joins us on Big Red Monday here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kyle, good morning. How are you? Morning, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a lot to to chew on, and none of it is very tasty this morning from the Cardinals' standpoint. I mean, that was a one-sided affair. And I guess we'll start with the the defensive side of the ball, Kyle. Um, You know, Bick has used the the, the phrase or the term underfunded uh, to talk about the uh, defense in terms of their holes personnel-wise, and I think those really stood out yesterday. Do you agree? Yeah, across the board. It's... It's really difficult to pinpoint who played well. Um, I mean, I was I was watching uh, Zach Allen. I thought he played well, but was unproductive. Um, you know, for this offseason perception of of what um, Isaiah Simmons and, and the star backer was going to be, um, he whatever role they had him in, it didn't appear he was ready for that role. Um, he looked lost at times and behind in coverage. Um, even, you know, the impressive thing about what we saw from him last year was how well he played in the open field. And it looked like he was taking bad angles at times. Um, it, you know, we were given this um, promise that he was going to be the answer to a lot of the defensive problems. Um, and it appeared like he was part of the problem. Um, saying that, um, you know, he wasn't alone. Um, it's it, it, The thing that bothered me was... Um, scheme-wise, anytime they put a wide receiver in motion, um, either coming across the formation or stopping in the backfield and coming back, um, they had success. Like, we couldn't match up with it. We were behind. We couldn't handle. And, and you know that uh, Andy Reid offenses, Kansas City offense, they, they do a lot of shifts and motions. And mm-hmm. um, we just got behind. We didn't have proper angles and, and weren't able to deal with any sort of shift or motion pre-play, and it just it looked easy for Patrick Mahomes at times. Yeah, way too easy. I, I couldn't believe the Chiefs ran 66 plays. 33 of them resulted in first downs. That's a little too easy. Okay, uh, yesterday the, the pass rush wasn't bad, but they really kind of had a, to 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 rob Peter to pay Paul to get that pass rush, and 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 they blitzed Patrick Mahomes a great deal, and and he feasted on that. What kind of dilemmas does that present? moving forward how do how does this team generate a pass rush without compromising the back end yeah you're gonna have to find somebody somebody's gonna have to step up um in that in that front four with the outside linebacker position i mean yeah it wasn't completely horrible um saying that you've also got to know who you're blitzing and pass rushing against i mean it's no secret um patrick mahomes uh, throughout his career has been really good against the blitz mm-hmm. it's no secret that um even though you get there, he holds that ball to the last second, um, you know, buys time, keeps his eyes down the field, and you still got to plaster your coverage. So, um, you know, while he, um, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen him more dialed in, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, he was really putting the ball in the money. Um, he was really doing a good job of uh, avoiding uh, whatever pass rush there was, um, it didn't seem like the defense had any real answers for for what Kansas City offense was doing. 
Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on Big Red Monday on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, what did you see? I mean, the stats weren't bad on Zayvon Collins. Two tackles for loss. He, he appeared involved seven tackles in the game. And, you know, he's a guy that's got the microscope on him, too, Kyle. What did you see from him yesterday? Um, frankly, it's still a work in progress. I mean, I still see... Um, see him out of the, his gap at times, um, see him taking on blocks of shoulders. Um, he, he still has a little hesitation. Um, you know, it, you can hear it, it's a bit cryptic at times, but anytime Coach Kingsbury speaks about him, he says, you know, when he just goes, he's good. When he just reacts, he's good. But he's still not there. Um, you know, and um, unfortunately, it appears like it's just going to take more reps for him to get it. Um, but it's, it's a bad time. Uh, to start learning during the season. I look at this, and, you know, I, I really do want to believe, but last year in Week 17, you had a home playoff game against the Seahawks with the division title on the line, and, and you give up 38, not you, they give up 38 points, and and they complain about a lack of urgency, and they say it's going to be better. Don't worry, we'll have it. We'll, we'll be ready for the playoffs. And the playoff game rolls around, and it's the same thing. Lack of urgency, lack of preparation. And now week one of the NFL season, they're saying the same things again. As a guy with a great motor, no one had a, had a prod you to play football or bring urgency to the field. What do you make of a team that keeps having these issues, these urgency um, kind of related issues? Yeah, you know, it's, it's organizationally. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Um, I'll tell you this. We, when I was with the Titans, we had a season ender against Jacksonville, and, you know, we were about a 500 team, and uh, we went out in the finale and just got waxed. I mean, we got blown out. And walking away from that game, that's exactly what I wanted because I didn't want the rest of our team to think, hey, we're close. We're right there. We're right on the precipice of being a playoff team. I, I wanted to be hungry, angry. Um, I wanted guys to pour everything into the offseason. And, and that's the disappointing thing was the way the season ended, this team should have been angry. You heard, hey, we've got to do everything we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. This wasn't us. We're going to put in all the work. And then what you see in the offseason was, well, you know, it's okay that Kyler's not at OTAs because there's several other key veterans that aren't there. So it's not a big deal. It's just OTAs. It's just, just mini camp. Hey, it's just training camp. These guys don't need reps. You know, they'll be ready for the regular season. Um, at no point did it feel like this team was realized, hey, hey, at times we were close. Our team was right there last year, but we let it go. We just need to ramp it up one more little bit. Instead, it was like, hey, we're just going to back off. I mean, really from the top down, um, every single move signified, hey, we're fine, we're close, let's just stay exactly where we're at, we'll roll into next season, and, and, and we'll be good. And, and you know, I, I've long said it's much easier to go from being a bad team to a good team mm-hmm. than to take that step from being good to great. Yeah. And they were so close at times to being a great team last year, but, you know, once you were there, because to go from bad to good, you can change one or two things, that you do, and you can become a good team. But you've got to tighten every single screw. You've really got to be dialed in to be to take that step from being a good team to a great team. And it appears that they still felt, in spite of how the season ended, still felt like they were a great team and they could just roll out there and, and perform. Yeah, Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. The fact is, though, they're one and six in their last seven games, so the memories of being ten and two and atop the league should be distant at this point. But what I'm wondering about, Kyle, and and, and you can draw on your experience as a player too, uh, lingering psychological effects. You know, with the off season that the Cardinals had. 
And then you come in, yes, against a very good opponent in Kansas City, but get manhandled like that. When you start off your season on such a negative tone, I mean, how much can that linger with, with a football team for, for the rest of the season? I know it's only one game and there's 16 left, but, man, that was, that was telling yesterday. Yeah, no, I think it does linger. I think um, the, they need to take a good, hard look. Look, um, throughout a season, um, even good teams will go out there and, and just lay an egg and, and look horrible. And so you can, you know, if that comes week eight, um, you coaches can come in and say, hey, look, we're not even going to watch this film. That wasn't us. Let's just chalk it up to it. We had a bad day and let's move on. But when it's week one, it's who you are. It's, it's not only um, the perception of you, for fans across the country, for teams across the league, it's it, you know you had an entire offseason to prepare for this game um, and come up with a good game plan to. If you're ever going to have, I mean, with the exception of, of a playoff game, if you're ever going to have the most motivation, your body's going to feel the best and have that extra spring in your step. It's week one, so you've got to think that you know. And I understand. Um, you know, everybody overreacts to what they see week one, and it doesn't define who you're going to be or what you're going to be in the season. But um, you you can't just say it's an overreaction. You need to appropriately respond to what happened, how you looked, how you played. Um, and the hard part is, is um, so once you, you feel like you give the player – look, Cliff is a player's coach. He understands the players. He's like, these guys are pros. They know how to prepare themselves. But when you take that approach, especially early on in the season as an organization and as a coaching staff, it's nearly impossible uh, midstream to tighten the screws right. to, okay, now we're out of training camp. Now we're going to start practicing hard. Now we're going to start hitting each other. Now we're going to dial in and put in that extra work because you've already, already established a culture of, hey, we trust you. Uh, we think you're going to do the right things to be prepared. And if that's not the case, then it's going to be really tough to turn things around and, and you know, increase your sense of urgency after week one. Yeah. That is so true. Kyle, so gr- well said. Great stuff, man. Thanks so much for uh, joining us this morning. We appreciate it.